Hello everybody, my name is Justin and I am your Star-Lord for this original Starfinder campaign. Welcome to the Table Converse, where we discuss everything that's going on inside of our heads as we're recording the Tableverse. Remember when I said there were no more episodes of the show in the can? Well, that's still true. We're still trying to figure out how we're going to come back. But what we do have are all of these Converse recordings that have gone unreleased until now. We've got a good number of these, and we're going to be releasing one every week until they run out. So this is Converse number nine, and this was recorded after episodes 23 and 24. The crew had just been to the spike of Absalom Station and killed Jim Tasselhoff's favorite pet, Fluffy. In Fluffy's cage, they found half-eaten corpses of a Lashanta and an Usagi. Also in these episodes, they learn more about what the Imperium can do. And remember, the Imperium is the green orb that the crew picked up at the Full Metal Tap Room. Clang, clang. And this is back when the crew had just been introduced to Razka. And we get to hear them talk about whether they think they can trust her or not. Okay, I think that's enough from me. I'm going to let you get into the recording, and then I'll see you on the other side. Yes, this is the post-show Converse. Table Converse, as we call it. Right? Table Converse, yeah. Table Converse. And I am Quentin Lamar. Here during the Table Converse, we have with me at the table... Connor, and I play Paul, the Lashanta Envoy. I'm Allie, and I play Quib, the Usagi Operative. I'm Justin, I am your merciful Star-Lord. I'm Elaine, and I'm playing Leela, the... Uh, oh, crap. Android operative. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm JD. I play Captain Yusuf Grandma, the Marikwai Solarian. Okay, the gang is all here. So <laughs> how do we feel about this game, these games that we play? They're good. I was, I, I actually felt really good about these last two episodes. And and it probably won't come across in the podcast when you listen to it, but we definitely had to pause a few times for Justin to, like, recalibrate things, <laughs> and I actually really enjoyed that, that we, like, were throwing curveballs at him. Totally threw him off. It was fun. I like that. These episodes were short, but a lot happened. Lots of content. I feel like Quib didn't have much to do, and I found that frustrating. I thought Quib was just hungover. Quib was very hungover at the beginning, yeah. which was part of that. But then, like, with the wolf, it was like, you know. Yeah, none of us made it to the wolf. JD just tore it in half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I had to tell you your job, Justin, but I think you're underpowering some of these foes now. Now that like we actually know what our stuff can do, uh-huh. I think is the whole thing. Also, dropping it from 40 feet in the air. <laughs> <laughs> how much can we find out? How much damage we did? You guys did 10 damage to it. That's pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, did we did we find out what happened to that creature I summoned? Where did it go? It disappeared. It yeah. just <laughs> it just poof. But it was there looking up for for yeah. Quib. Maybe it'll come back. After a while, Maybe. it fizzled away in, in some fire. So wait, wow. is it attached to, like, Quib's spirit now? I was now? hoping I would get to, like, keep it. Yeah. No, that's something that Kobak Yeah, that's, like, that's my magic, so. so. But it's not, like, imprinted on Quib. No. no. Oh. I just gave it a command to guard her. Can I tell you guys what I was, what Quib was going to do yeah. to the wolf? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so what Quib was going to try to do was uh, use her holograph feet and to, like, pretend, like, <gasps> to you know, create an image of Quib, mm-hmm. you know, near to have the wolf go there, and then Quib is gonna throw a grenade. Fake it out. Yeah. Quick question: Does the holograph feet also have holes in them? No feet. No, uh, no my feet. feet. I heard feet. F-E-A-T. F-E-A-T. I was picturing bunny feet, bunny feet. like going. <laughs> That's racist. But also, uh, I healed my foot. I so know. Thank I know. You. I'm sorry. So <laughs> no, neither feet have holes in them. Dang. Okay, so switching gears. How do we feel about the revelation about the Imperium and the the orb? Is that, that was conf- cool. Confirming any. I don't suspicions. feel like we know. I, I don't 
revelation feels big to me. Um, that I can control time and reality. Oh, that's we true. did not I keep know forgetting. that. I'm, I'm seriously that keep was, forgetting. That's like, kind of a big deal. <laughs> I keep forgetting. Knowing that now makes a lot more sense why the scientist wanted it mm-hmm. and why what they were using it for. They were using it so you could like travel between worlds instantaneously because scientists don't actually think about the evil things you can do. They just think about the possibilities what of is positive possible. things. Yeah. yeah. Pushing the limits. Yeah. And it makes me not want to give this orb to like anybody. No, not at all. Right. No. Exactly. But also, I don't want it. I know. It's right. a tricky situation. I'm telling you guys, we need to get a null space chamber and just like plop that thing in there so no one can detect it. I do think that's a really good idea. Well, then throw up some coin. Well, we're about to get a casino. We're about to get a casino. So, yeah, so. Yeah. we all of a sudden, <laughs> nope. See, this always happens. We, none all, of you, we all made the deal. None of you want to do this. And then it happens and it's great. And then you're like, oh, yes, our casino. Okay, let's let's be honest. Not all of your plans have turned out great. Don't act like there's a precedent for this. Also, none of your plans have been very thought through. Yeah. yeah, let's just let's just go buy a casino. We each have twelve hundred credits. <laughs> I agree, they haven't been thought through, but they've gone very well. <laughs> like, I would love to buy an apartment building and rent out apartments and use that as passive income. But Seriously. realistically, I don't have over a million dollars to buy one. Yeah. We just need to think differently. I mean, it was clever of you to find a way to finance right? it. Right? You three approach problems different. I, but don't act like you had that in mind the whole I'm time. I'm just going to figure it out. I actually, my original plan was to just give her the orb. And then I realized. And then like, who cares yeah. what happens to reality? I have a casino. Who cares if the casino is even there? This was before <laughs> we knew that it changed reality. Uh-huh. And Lila. Jesus. So speaking, speaking of the deal, how do we feel about Raz, Razkar? Raz, Razkar. Do we, tr- do we trust this big cat? Definitely not. I don't. I, I agree. I didn't get a chance to bring it up when we were with Rosco, but Quib is very suspicious of like, okay, so Rosco wants us to kill Jim Tasselhoff, but then like, what happens when Rosco takes over? Like, mm. is she just going to turn around and kill us? Or like, you know. Are we cool? Yeah, I mean, that's that's part of the reason why I don't actually trust her. If we do enough favors for her, having a mob boss as an ally or a contact is pretty good anytime we're back in Absalom. That is true. So as long as we don't like burn the bridge with her and we still keep her on the good side. So that doesn't mean should we like build bridges with Leela just to make sure we yeah. keep since that's our link? That's what I think. Yeah. Leela, how long have you known Razka? I don't think that we discussed like a specific timeline, but so Lila's been working as part of the Android Abolitionist Front for a while. Mm-hmm. And that Razka is a pretty reliable source of tips for uh, androids and other people in trouble. Okay. Okay. So Lila trusts her. I mean, maybe wouldn't, she's mob and shady, but I think honorable. Right. That's Lila's opinion, anyway. <laughs> it sounds weird, but I think she is one of the more honorable mobsters. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't deal in human trafficking, from yeah. what it sounds like. Yeah, Lila wouldn't put but up with that. But she'll do, like, the other kind of stuff that doesn't necessarily hurt a bunch of people. Yeah, she she can be a Robin Hoodie kind of mm. kind of figure. I mean, we can work with that, but I think like as our characters, we have to learn that about her. No, exactly. Oh, yeah, which is why it's like a slow progress. Yeah. Okay, so as uh, Star Lord Justin, we took a lot of twists and turns here. How do you how do you feel about that? How did you handle that? Uh, it's exciting for me that nothing happened the way that I thought it would, which is great. I'm learning a lot that I need to steer clear of scripting things and lean more towards arranging things. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us what you thought was going to happen? I can't. <sighs> because it might happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because it might still happen. What I've been doing is saying, okay, 
this is where we're starting. This is A, and then B is going to happen, and then that'll lead to C, mm-hmm. which is the absolute wrong way to think about it. Instead, it's like, this is where we're going to start. This is what all these characters think. Let's see what happens. And yeah. then there's just like an open void. That's what you're seeing there is hitting those like speed bumps of like, oh. It's like recalculating. So, so when you say arranging, like what do you mean by that? I mean, instead of setting up that let's say there's um, like Banya. Mm -hmm. Like instead of saying, putting in my notes that Banya is definitely going to shoot Kobak, Mm -hmm. instead the note should say, if anyone looks like they're going to be aggressive towards Razka, Banya will shoot them. Gotcha. Something like that. Instead of saying that Banya will definitely shoot this person no matter what, it's just like a a situation. It's based on who makes the choice or who falls into that pit. It's almost like writing code, I feel like, where you're like, if case A is true, then this happens. Right. And and another example would be like if I were to script like the one way, there's only one way to kill the wolf, that would be bad. Because then if that one thing never happened, then the wolf never dies. dies. Yeah. So it's learning when to leave things open to solutions created by you guys. And then after those things happen, no matter how outlandish or small they might be, then that's when I have to recalibrate. So I did not expect that anyone was going to go to the diaspora. (laughs) So as soon as you guys started talking about that, I was like, I need to make up some places in the diaspora. (laughs) Give me one second. I need to come up with some names. I need to come up with uh, a tavern. I need to come up with this and that. I mean, you could have made it a longer trip, like the 10-day trip where we do spend like a full episode in the ship. That's true. The reason that we spent 10 days traveling to Hexton is because I screwed up the rules about space travel. Yeah. (laughs) And so I misinterpreted those, so it ended up taking us a lot longer. And even though I do like to hand wave a couple of rules in Starfinder, I don't want to hand wave all of them. Yeah, that's true. So if I can stick to the way that space travel is supposed to work, then that's what I want us to do. Give an example of hand waving. When you rest for 24 hours, you're supposed to stay in bed for 24 hours to get the double amount of hit points back. But I'm just like, no, if you guys are just walking around like window window shopping or whatever, yeah, you're not overly exerting yourself. That to me is, you know, resting for 24 hours. That's fine. That's that's a place where I'm not like going to make us like strictly adhere to the the rules, if that answers your question. It does answer my question. I think we all agree that you do a really fantastic job of putting all this together. Thank you so much. It's a lot of work and it's appreciated. And thank you for uh, hosting the Table Converse after. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. So um, I guess before we go off, I guess we should talk, what is everybody hoping to happen on Akaton or what we expect? Connor? I'm not like, oh no, I want the casino. Oh yes, we got to kill Jim Dazzle And then I want to visit the Spire. The Spire on Akaton. Yeah, that's uh, that's like a last ditch effort to save the planet. It's being mm-hmm. run by a corporation. Okay. I want to go see what's up, see who's there. What about you, Allie? What do I want to do on Akaton? What do you What do you hope to happen once we get there? What are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to fighting Tasselhoff. I'm hoping I can have a little more involvement than with the wolf. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't eat Usagi, so you're probably safe to fight Do him. we know that? We don't know that. Well, that's true. That's also, true. Quib is like really fired up because Ruffles was his pet and Ruffles was eating the Usagi. And so Quib is thinking and that... And Quib doesn't care so much about that. Um, <laughs> Quib is guessing that this is the source for the missing Usagi and Golgi. Mm-hmm. And so she is ready to Take it down. get some blood. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like that shipment 
that he's waiting for mm. is all the, the Usagi. Usagi. Maybe. Mm. And like he's selling them off for something. <gasps> Maybe. Mm. And the Vesks live on Akaton? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to like meeting yeah. some other Vesks. No, no, no. No, I'm saying that that's, that's why the Usagi I'm are hoping that's at. not the case because that's going to put me in a very awkward position. Yeah. So I hope that's not what's going on. But look, I can tell by Justin's face. I have that no he, idea yeah, what's going uh-huh. on. <laughs> no, but I think because we're going to Akaton, because he's waiting for an important shipment, it's I think a lot it of is. Out, yeah. I think it is the Usagi, and I think it is that they're selling them to Vesk. But on the plus, if we save them and you're on our team when we do it, that paints at least one Vesk in a better light. So I can be like the Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're gonna be like uh, Edward Cullen and Twilight. <laughs> what a weird choice! Our vegetarian vampire. Oh my god! I think you're definitely more Edward Cullen than Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, as far as I know, wasn't a cannibal. So, <laughs> um, have you seen Abraham Lincoln, a vampire, vampire hunter? Yeah. Was he I a love, cannibal? I love that movie. Still no, not a cannibal though. You're thinking that's what's gonna happen. That's what I think. I, I think we have to kill him. Have to kill him and shut down this ring of. Usagi I think it's trafficking. I'm also hoping the sentries follow us and then we can like kill them. Or I want to like, I'm really wanting to have like Tasselhoff fight and the sentries kind of like all Two birds coalesce. And then, yeah, exactly. That'd be actually pretty cool. That'd be nice and convenient too. Yeah. So what about you, Elaine? Um, well, if it if that is what is happening, if there are um, Usagi being traded, uh, I think Lila would be very, very against that because mm-hmm. while her passion is androids, she feels that way about all people. She's also can I can I talk about what I what Lila did during the day off? You can reveal whatever you want. Cool. Um, so she, she researched all of you guys and oh, found no. very little. And so her curiosity, I think, is very much piqued. Um, and in particular, she's trying to figure out what Paul's thing is because they're becoming friends. And Who, me? Yeah, you. You didn't find anything on Paul? That's weird. <laughs> That's weird that Paul is the one you can't find anything. Oddly uh, enough, I like Leela. You might not be able to tell, but I like Leela. You can't tell. You're very yeah, yeah. rude to her. Oh, I'm very, I'm very rude to her. I'm rude to most people, but I actually like the character. I like Lila. Oh, oh well, as, you, is that Quinn? You as Quinn, like Lila. Right, not as Cobot. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, you're not doing a good job. But I like, I like. The... I will take a moment to say that as Allie, I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, let me take a moment. As Elaine, I hate you all. <laughs> that's fair. That's it's fine. Fair. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, so I guess that's it for this. <laughs> we kind of deserve for it. this week's There's table the door. verse. <laughs> Shut up. And scene. So that does it for this week's table converse, and we will see you guys next week. Yeah. Bye. 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 Welcome to the other side. If you haven't heard already, we are releasing new video content on our YouTube channel every week. One of the videos that's already there is me talking about mistakes that I feel that I've made in the course of running the campaign for this podcast. I was kind of nervous to make it. I did my best to be like really honest about some snafus that I feel like I've made. So if you want to check that out, the link for that will be in the show notes. We will see you next week for Converse number 10. If you want to do some pre-gaming for that recording, just go back and listen to episodes 25 and 26. Until that time, remember, it is not in the stars to hold our destiny. It is in ourselves. <laughs>